0: The square was filled with people who had woken up at dawn to see blood. They surrounded the wooden stage where the guillotine had been built, elbowing one another and pressing their bodies forward, each person trying to get as close to the action as possible. Those lucky few who had managed to get to the front of the crowd waved handkerchiefs when the heads began to roll They would try to dip the handkerchiefs in the blood. Souvenirs, an heirloom they could pass on to their children and their children's children. See, I was there, they would say, unfolding the bit of cloth. I saw the revolution. I saw the traitors lose their heads. The morning sunlight reflected off the white stone of the courthouse. Even though his hands were bound, Antoine Lavoisier managed to fix the cuffs of his shirt. He had worn his plainest work shirt to court that morning, a simple flax-coloured thing. It was what he wore in his laboratory, knowing that it might get stained with sweat or one of the hundreds of chemical solutions he kept in glass vials. His wife, Marie-Anne, had threatened to throw it out a dozen times. Antoine had worn it today, hoping to prove to the judge and the braying crowd outside that he was a man of the people. For all the good it did, he might have worn silk brocade. Please, he had told the judge. That cursed word had almost caught in his throat. If the circumstance hadn't been quite so dire, his nature would have made it impossible to beg. Please, he repeated. France needs my work. Imagine what I can do for the nation, for the Republic, if I have more time to continue my scientific studies. I've already achieved so much in the study of oxygen, of hydrogen, the science of combustion. At least let me return to my apartment to organize my paperwork. There are years of calculations, the possibilities for... The judge interrupted with a hacking, phlegmy cough. Enough, he said. The Republic needs neither scholars nor chemists who have stolen from the people, and the course of justice cannot be delayed any further he struck his desk with a gavel. Guilty! Lavoisier sighed. Pity, he murmured to himself, too softly to be heard above the shouts and jeers from the gleeful crowd. Officially, Antoine Lavoisier had been charged with tax fraud and with selling unsuitable tobacco, swindling the common people by adding water to weigh it down. But he knew, as well as anyone, that he was really on trial for something else, being an aristocrat and an academic. For having spent the previous decade of his life with his wife, holding salons in their apartment with intellectuals and artists, events where Marie-Anne served tea and repartee and biscuits made by their servants, France was changing, had changed, faster than Lavoisier had believed possible. There was a bloodlust in the air, a frenzy for something that was called justice, but looked like cruelty. Half a dozen of his friends had already lost their heads over meaningless criminal charges that appeared in the middle of the night. The rest of his friends fled to London or Italy. The Lavoisiers had had their chance too to run away to England, but they weren't able to leave their experiments, their laboratory. They were so close. Now it was too late. Just a few months ago, Lavoisier watched as the Queen herself was taken through the streets of Paris on the back of a cart, transported like so much lumber in an open cage so that loyal citizens of the Republic could see her face, could throw their rotting fruit and cabbages at her.